0: Yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that I'm going to wind up catching a killer by playing parlor games. Morning, commissioner. You sent
2: for me? Steve, we finally got a lead on a
0: cold-blooded killer who's been giving us nothing but trouble. A 20th century Borgia who's been involved in a dozen international murders during the past year. Borgia? The victims, I gather, all go out the same way. Poison, huh? Administered through most ingenious methods, Steve. And we've never been able to find out who this hired assassin is. Now we know. Ken Merrick thinks he does. We got word from him through a contact in Havana. Merrick is certain he spotted our killer, but he's got to move cautiously. The killer suspects Ken is an American agent? Merrick's not sure. Still, I think it's best to have another man take over... Keep Merrick undercover. Right. Get down to Havana, Steve.
2: Merrick will be waiting for you in a bar called Sailor Ted's. Find out what he knows about the killer and go after him. Or her. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck.
1: National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. Magnificent Musical Entertainment is yours for the dialing every Monday evening on the NBC radio network. Yes, listen on most NBC stations to these great programs. The Railroad Hour with singing star Gordon McRae and guest artists, from Musicdom's Hall of Fame. The voice of Firestone, featuring Howard Barlow and the Firestone Orchestra and Chorus in the melodies you enjoy hearing. The telephone hour, and the music of Donald Voorhees and the Bell Symphonic Orchestra. And then it's the Dinah Shore Show, NBC's new Monday night program special, starring America's favorite songbird, Miss Dinah Shore. Yes, every Monday night, listen to the best musical entertainment on this NBC station.
0: Sure, I've got my assignment. Get down to Havana, Cuba, and check with one of our agents there. He's got the information we hope that'll help us nail a hired assassin who's been a big headache to us for years. It's early Friday evening when my plane lands in a driving rainstorm. I mush on through the downpour to Sailor Ted's bar. A good crowd on hand, but I spot Ken Merrick right away. He seems to be having a big discussion with the bartender. I'm telling you,
2: sailor, you're wrong. Musial didn't bat clean up in that series. Oh, wait a minute. You sure of that? I'm positive.
0: I went to every game. And if I remember correctly, Musial batted in the number three spot. Right, gents? Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's right, mister. You see, sailor? Scotch and soda for me, bartender. Right,
3: right. Scotch and soda.
2: You uh, see the series in 46, fella? Saw so the Cat Burkine in his third win. First Southpaw in the history of the game to win three in a World Series. What a
0: ball player, that Burkine. <laughs> What's the outlook this year? Yanks and Dodgers. So the Crystal Ball boys are saying. Something in the paper here about it. Oh, you just got him from the stage, huh? You mind if I have a look? Yeah, help yourself. I'm through with it. Well, thanks. Good to see you again, Steve. Put on a little weight, haven't you, Ken? It's the soft life, the gay, mad social world I'm in. Got real palsy-wellsy with our Borgia friend. Tell me more.
2: Better not talk here. It's not safe. Stick around. I'll get in touch with you. You can trust the sailor. He's okay. Well, I got a shove, fella. Thanks for the paper. So
3: long, sailor. So long, son. Here's your scotch, friend.
0: Thanks. Something wrong? He sure left in a hurry, didn't he? Yeah. I think he spotted someone outside through the doorway. What'd he say? Just to stick around, he'd get in touch. So that's it. You just stick around. so I stick around and wait. A quarter of an hour later, the sailor comes back with another drink for me, and as he hands me my change... Yeah, just got a phone call from Merrick. Where is he? An apartment not far from here.
3: The address direction's how to get there. On a slip of paper with the bills I just gave him.
0: It's still raining as I head for the address sailor's given me, 37 Avenida Ruiz, It's a tall, modern apartment building looking a little out of place in one of the not-so-swank neighborhoods of Havana. The front door is propped open. I wander down the ground floor corridor and then lean on the buzzer to apartment two. No answer. I try the door. It's open. Only light in the room comes from a small lamp on a desk near the open French windows. Merrick is sprawled out on the floor near the desk, a letter opener in his back. Yeah, he's dead. Then I hear a slight noise behind me. I jerk the lamp cord. As the slugs whistle past me in the dark, I dive across the room, roll in behind the sofa, and then the front door slams. I race down the hall, out into the street. Then I duck around the corner. Hey, what not you watching? Taylor, what are you doing here? Oh, I, I was wondering maybe you had trouble finding a place. I ran into trouble only when I got here. Somebody planted a letter opener in Merrick's back. Hey, what? Yeah. And that someone just pumped a couple of slugs at me and ducked out. Do you see anyone come this way?
3: No, not a soul.
0: You sure? Of course I am. Come on. All right.
3: Killer could have gone the other way, you know. Slipped down the alley. Yeah. Hey, where's Josephina? Ain't she around? Should she be? Well, sure, it's her apartment. Oh, that's right. You wouldn't know. Who is this Josefina? Well, runs a high-class perfume shop downtown. Real looker. And she's been around. Merrick's girlfriend? Yeah, they were pretty chummy. But then
0: she's pretty chummy with a lot of guys around town. Come on. Let's go inside and call the law. Ten minutes later, the boys from headquarters show up with one Lieutenant Armeo in charge. While I go about giving the apartment a fast frisk, I... Fill him in on what's happened. And you did not even get a glimpse of the killer, Senor Mitchell? Nope, but I've got a hunch there's something in here the killer wanted. What makes you think that? The killer had plenty of time to duck out of here through those French windows when I started leaning on the door buzzer. Go on, Senor. Suppose the killer wanted more time to search the room, so the killer opens the windows wide and ducks back at that screen over there. I see. You then coming into
3: the room and noticing the windows open would assume the killer had gone out that way. I think you have something there, Senor Mitro.
0: Yes, I will have my men search the apartment thoroughly. Good. In the meantime, I want to start checking on something else. Oh, uh, Sailor. Yes, dear. Besides this girl, Josefina, who else had Merrick been palling around with? Well, let me see now.
3: Well, there's Alfonso, for one. Playboy type. Interested in racing cars, horses, and women. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, Merrick, Alfonso, and Summers used to hang around a lot. Summers? Yeah, Vic Summers. Hey, he lives in this apartment building. Apartment 12, as a matter of fact. A good friend of Josefina's,
0: too. Maybe she's up there, huh?
3: Maybe. Worth a try.
0: Merrick, have any other close friends, sailor?
3: Yeah. Yeah, there's a guy named Zerubin. A Hungarian, I think. Merrick's known him longer than the others. Met him in Europe a couple of years ago. was sort of surprised to run into
0: him here in Havana. That sounds interesting.
3: Well, let me get to a phone, and I'll check for you. Find out where Zerubin lives.
0: Okay. While you do that, I'll run upstairs to apartment 12. Hello, hello. Hey, looks like I'm butting into something.
3: Oh, not at all, my friend. Not at all. You come in, huh? Come
0: on, come on. I'm uh, looking for Josefina. Is she here? No, no. But uh, if you are a friend of hers, you are most welcome. Most welcome, You act like the host, are you? Uh,
3: No, no. That's Vic over there, the piano. I am Alfonso. Uh, here, let me take your things, uh, and please to join our little party. Huh? Little?
0: <laughs> this place is bulging.
3: Hey, <laughs> friends, of they arrived by boat less than two hours ago from Miami.
0: I see. You said Josefina wasn't
3: here. Uh, we are expecting her and Kenny Merrick. Yes, yes. Uh, you know him too. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. In the meantime, I introduce you to the others. Eh? Come along, come along. <laughs>
0: how you make out, Steve? Great, sailor. I racked up three rumbas with a blonde from Baltimore and got her phone number. She insisted. What do you mean, Senor Mitchell? There's a party going on up in apartment 12, Lieutenant. The joint's jumping with happy tourists from the USA. You see, Summers? Yeah. Alfonso was up there, too. Either one of them could have slipped away from the party, killed Merrick, and gotten back to the party without being missed. It could have all been wrapped up in less than a minute. And the girl, Josefino, she was not there? Nope. You get the, the Rubens address for me, sailor?
3: Yeah, from one of the boys who works in my place. Here,
0: here it is. Thanks. See you later, lieutenant. The address sailor has given me turns out to be a small house in a quiet residential neighborhood. I walk up the driveway past the garage and up on the front porch, the door is opened by a small, heavyset gent wearing bathrobe and slippers.
2: Yes, yes, what is it? Mr. Zerubin? I am Zerubin, yes. Steve Mitchell, here are my credentials. Oh, I see. Uh, Come in, come in.
0: You know a man named Merrick, Kenny Merrick? Oh, yes, yes, I've known him for years. Why'd you ask? He was murdered less than an hour ago, Mr. Zerubin.
2: Merrick murdered? I... I cannot believe it. When did you last see him? Uh, uh, Not for several days. You didn't see him today or earlier this evening, perhaps? No, no, I have not been out of the house all day or evening. Uh, I am not, I'm not feeling well. I I thought it best to remain indoors. You uh, live here alone, Mr. Zerubin? Yes, alone. Uh, Do sit down, Mr. Mitchell. I, I think you will find that chair comfortable. Thanks.
0: I won't keep you long, Mr. Zerubin, but I do have to ask certain questions routine.
2: I understand. Of course, I will do anything I can to help you. Please, ask anything you wish. Anything.
0: I spend the next few minutes questioning Zerubin, but he comes up with little information I can use. It's obvious he doesn't know, or at least makes out he doesn't know, that Merrick was an American agent... The interview finally over. I go back outside. Then I slip into the garage where a two-seater is parked. The car shows definite signs of having been out in the rain and the motor is still warm. And that doesn't fit in at all with the Ruben story. I start to turn around when something crashes down along the side of my head and I stagger against the wall. A shelf loaded with bottles and cans comes toppling down, spills all over the floor, and I get a strong whiff of gasoline. Before I can shake the cobwebs out of my brain, there's an explosion. A wall of flame shoots up in front of me. I finally get to my feet, stagger through the smoke to the door, and then I hear the bolt slam shut from outside. I'm trapped. The place is going up like a matchbox.
1: Steve Mitchell will continue his dangerous assignment in just a moment. A child with cerebral palsy has only half a chance. Won't you give him the other half? He needs costly, highly specialized care. He needs to learn to walk and talk. He needs to learn things everyone else takes for granted. But does he get them? He gets less than half. Because the care just isn't there. Right now, the tragic truth is that 92 out of every 100 persons with cerebral palsy must struggle along without any care at all. Give them a chance to lead useful, active lives. Give them a chance to become self-sufficient. That's all they ask, just a fair chance. You can help them lead active, useful lives by supporting United Cerebral Palsy. So send your contributions to United Cerebral Palsy in care of your local postmaster. And remember, friends, a child with cerebral palsy has only half a chance. Won't you give him the other half? Now back to Dangerous Assignment and Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Mitchell? Mitchell?
0: What? Mitchell? Oh. oh. Lieutenant Armijo, hey,
2: I'm out in the driveway. See, si, see, si. you were carried out of the garage just in time.
0: Oh, brother, that was
2: too close. What were you doing in the garage?
0: I was checking up on Terubin's story that he hadn't left the house all evening. His car engine was warm, which meant he lied to me. It could also mean he's the gent who clobbered me and tried to give me a hot foot. No, I'm afraid not, Senor Micho.
2: What do you mean? It was a Ruben who
3: noticed the flames coming from the garage. He rushed from the house to save his car, found you inside the garage, and dragged you out.
0: Huh. Well, that doesn't exactly fit, does it? Incidentally, how come you're here?
3: I came to tell you that the girl Josefina had shown up at her apartment. I thought that you would wish to question her.
0: Yeah, but right now I'm more interested in finding out why Zarubin lied to me. Where is he? Uh,
2: you, you wish me, Mr. Mitchell?
0: Yeah, Zerubin. I understand I've got you to thank for dragging me out. It was fortunate for you. I saw the flames. Yeah, I guess it was all right. And now maybe you'll tell me why you lied to me earlier. Lied to you? What do you mean? Just what I said. You told me you didn't leave your house this evening. That's the truth. Come off it. Your car engine was still warm when I felt it and there was fresh mud on the tires.
2: But... Let have it. But, very well. I did lie to you, Mr. Mitchell, but not for the reason you think. Keep talking. I guess I became panicky at the thought of being involved in a murder. Most people do, Zarubin. You you do not understand. You see, my picture in the paper might very well be my death warrant. In what way, Senor Zarubin? My name is not really Zarubin. I am Gregor Zimenov, a political refugee. I barely escaped from Eastern Europe with my life. I know there are foreign agents here in Havana who would quickly be given orders to liquidate me should my picture and new name appear in the newspaper. I see.
0: We can check up on your background.
2: Please do. You will find that what I tell you is true, that I was a good friend of Ken Merrick's. Well, Lieutenant, I guess our next lead
0: is Josefina. Let's get back to the apartment house and have a talk with her. Well, Senor Mitchell, we appear to be no further along than before. No, but you might expect an international killer like the person I'm after would be pretty good at covering up his or her track. See, si, see. Si. Wait a minute, Lieutenant. What is it? Something I said just gave me an idea. Oh? Maybe the reason the killer was still inside the apartment when I arrived was because he had to leave by the same way he came in, the front door. And I was blocking the way. But why would he have to leave by the front door if the French door was open? Because... No! Well... Yeah, so I see. A friend of yours, no doubt. I told you I met a blonde from Baltimore at that party upstairs, Lieutenant. Well, this is it, Lieutenant Armijo. Prunella.
2: Luella. Where you been, honey blossom?
0: Busy. If oh. you will excuse me, I will wait in Josefina's apartment. Hey, Lieutenant, wait. Don't leave me. i, I miss mean... you,
2: honey Blossom. Oh, well, that's
0: nice. Now, if you'll excuse oh, me... Oh, no, you
2: shouldn't have not going to run off again. <laughs> Look, I... We're having the most fun, honey Blossom. Aha! Uh-huh.
0: There you are, my sweetheart. Huh? Beg <laughs> your part. Hello, well, my sweetheart. I have found you.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to get Stevie to play Alfonso. Don't Please.
0: tell me you've got a red-hot game of hide-and-seek going. Of course, of course. We, uh, will you to join us? Huh? Well, later.
2: Now, that's a promise. All right, Alfonso, Big you can.
0: Oh, you will be such to try.
3: Oh, brother. Ah, Senor Mitchell, you have given your admirer the shake. Uh, temporarily. Uh, this is uh, Senorita Josefina
0: and Senor Steve Mitchell.
2: Senor Mitchell. Senorita. I wish you to know how shocked I was to hear that Ken Merrick had been murdered. Yeah. And right here in my own apartment, I told him to make himself at home as I worked late. Do you have any idea who could have done it?
0: I'm coming to that. Lieutenant, I started to tell you my new idea. Here it is. Suppose the killer has just finished stabbing Merritt when I ring the doorbell. He opens the French windows but can't leave through them. Why not? Take a look through them. The ground's all muddy. He'd leave footprints and he'd get mud on his shoes. He could destroy the shoes. And walk around barefoot. Of course not. He could go home and get another pair. What if he couldn't go home? Why not? Because his home was swarming with cops. Wait. You mean this apartment? Yeah. Suppose this apartment was where the killer lived.
2: Just a minute. This is crazy talk. I did not kill Ken Merrick. I was at the shop all evening.
0: You've got to admit that my theory makes a lot of sense, Josefina.
2: I don't care what your theory is. It does not apply to me. Why not? If I had gotten my feet, Muddy, I could have gone to my shop and changed shoes. I keep several pair there.
0: Oh, great. Another lead up in smoke. <laughs> Right now, I'm fresh out of suspects. Then Lieutenant Armijo reports a discovery. A gun has been found outside, Senor Mitchell. Perhaps the one the killer fired at you. Come. We go outside to take a look. The gun's in the mud beside the building, right under the window at the end of the corridor. I go back in to the window, but it's locked. I raise it. Armijo looks in at me. Well? I don't think it was tossed from here. The killer was in a hurry. He wouldn't have stopped to close and lock the window afterwards.
3: Senor Mitchell, wait. Up above, the window at the end of the second floor corridor. Looks to be partly open.
0: I run upstairs for a look. And a pair of arms shoot around me from a doorway. Boo! Now look, Luella. Oh, come
3: on, Stevie, you've got to play. Alfonso's no good at finding me, and I can't even find him. Come on, For the last
0: time, I... What's the matter, honey uh, Nothing.
2: Okay, Lola. I'll play. Well, get You
0: hide first. I'll give you ten. One, two... Uh, we are
2: <laughs> <go>.
0: <laughs> it's the Come quickest on, way her. I can think of to get rid of her because I've just spotted something through the window, a car easing away from the apartment house. I run outside, grab a police car, and start chasing. The roads are wet and slippery, and when we reach a bend just outside the city, the car I'm chasing doesn't make it. I park and run down off the road toward the wreckage, but suddenly a guy lurches out of the bushes with a gun. Hey, stop, Mitchell. Well, hello, Alfonso. You must have been thrown clear, huh?
3: Yes. I believe one of my arms is broken, but not the one holding the gun, I assure you.
0: So you're the international killer Ken Merrick was tracking, huh? As it
3: turns out, I made a mistake tossing the gun out the window, but I did not wish to take it back to the party with me. I started the game of hide-and-seek to give me an opportunity to recover the gun, but the police beat me through it.
0: When I realized the gun was tossed from the second floor, that narrowed it down to Summers and you, and that meant it had to be you because Summers lived on the second floor. He could have changed shoes if he'd gotten them muddy, but you were just a guest. You couldn't afford to get your shoes muddy. That's why you couldn't leave by the French window, huh?
3: Brilliant deductions, Mitchell, but too late. Come, you will drive me away from here and... Wait a moment.
0: A car coming.
3: Yes. Very well, you will stand here very quietly and not attempt to flag it down. When it has passed, stop it.
0: It sure is. Get back. Too late. I'll take that gun. Thanks. Those headlights, they blinded me. Yeah, look like I got a big assist from somebody.
2: Honey Blossom.
0: Well, what do you know, Luella?
2: You are sure hard enough to find. Lucky I saw you drive away. Well,
0: Alfonso, looks like your own game beat you. Luella, you sure are persistent.
2: Honey Blossom, when I play hide and seek, I go all out.
0: You just ain't whistling Dixie, Honey Blossom.
2: But I can
1: Our star, Brian Donlevy, will return in just a moment. Next Tuesday, June 2nd, NBC will broadcast directly from London, England, the coronation of Elizabeth II. During the day, you'll hear a description of the Queen's procession from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey. and on-the-spot word picture by three top NBC commentators, George Hicks, Merrill Muller, and Morgan Beatty. Following the procession comes the coronation ceremony in the Abbey. And this portion of the overseas coverage will be described by radio reporters of the British Broadcasting Corporation, the only radio coverage allowed within the Abbey. Then, following the coronation ceremonies, Britain's new queen will return to Buckingham Palace, where she will address millions of spectators who will jam the London streets and more millions of radio listeners throughout the world. Yes, on Coronation Day, Tuesday, June 2nd, NBC will broadcast all of this important pomp and pageantry. So be sure to hear it all by keeping your radio dial set to this station on the NBC radio network.
0: Next week, the Mediterranean.
1: I make like a smuggler. And that will be Steve Mitchell's dangerous assignment next week. Featured in tonight's cast were Paul Duboff, Tony Barrett, Herb Ellis, Betty Lou Gerson, and Julie Bennett. This is John Storm speaking. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner, is written by Bob Reif and Adrian Doe, and is directed by Bill Carn. Be with us again next week at this time when Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another transcribed dangerous assignment. Fridays, listen to Dinah Shore on NBC.